Amen. It's good to see you guys this morning. It's good that my family's here because um, this morning we're we're going to a place that they're probably gonna they're gonna know what I'm talking about here in just a second. Uh, so if you've got your Bible, we're going to Matthew chapter 22 and John chapter 20. So you can just take your finger and, and put it in both spots. But before we get there, now. I was I was telling earlier that that my family we play um, we we like board games right uh, we and there are some games that we have been banned from playing um, we used to play Monopoly <laughs> we don't play Monopoly anymore uh, there is a game though that we have played uh, and it's the game Malarkey guys you know we we play we play Malarkey and uh, we're getting ready to go on a, on a family vacation we we may break out some malarkey on that vacation who knows but in this game if you've how many of y'all played malarkey before if you ever played malarkey, or a few few of us all right so so malarkey basically is you get this card and it'll have a question on it and uh, the question might be something like why does mickey mouse have four fingers right um, and so you'll get uh, some people will get a card that it has the actual answer uh, that that you can give but you may have to make up the answer. You may, have, you may get something that, uh, I think it just says, you have to come up with your own answer. And you have to come up with something that is believable, right? And um, sometimes I have been really good at this game, where I have been able to tell unbelievable things, right? And I, I, I told us, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? That, that, that I'm able to, to tell things that sometimes may not be true, but it sounds true. Um, and, and maybe you're, uh, you're kind of like that too. Maybe you, you, uh, you can spin a yarn. Um, this morning I wrote the question down, so why do we believe what we believe? Why do you believe what you believe? Um, is our belief just a leap of faith or is it something else? Why do you believe what you believe? Are, are you here because you've made a leap of faith? Or is it something else? Is there something greater than that? Um, now, there are people who think that faith is uh, nonsense. There's a guy by the name of Richard Dawkins. He is uh, he's a prominent atheist, and this is what Richard Dawkins said. He said, faith is the great cop-out, the great excuse to evade the need to think and evaluate evidence. Faith is belief in spite of, and even perhaps because of the lack of evidence. There's another philosopher, an atheist, uh, by the name of Peter Bockensen. And he says that faith is, uh, basically, faith is belief without evidence. Or in other words, pretending to know what you don't know. And so this morning, I guess, my question to you would be, why do you believe? Do you believe it's just blind faith, uh, that you've made a leap of faith, that there's nothing else uh, that you've based this on? But I, I think there's something more than that. And so I want us to go to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 22 is where we're going to start this morning. Matthew chapter 22, there was a young man that came to Jesus and asked him a question. He, he basically said, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, they had 613 laws, uh, and, and they, they had to keep them all. It was not, hey, I, get, I got to keep, well, I, 
I did 600 of them, right? You know, it's, it's, if you break one, you broke all of them. And so um, they had 613 laws, and, and this, this teacher came up, and he says, hey, what is the greatest commandment? And this is what Jesus said. He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And what Jesus was saying is that it takes every bit of who you are to love God. You don't just come in and love God with your feelings. And I know sometimes, uh, I mean, sometimes we feel it more than others. Sometimes maybe you come in and you're like, man, I really felt God move today. And then maybe you come in and it's like, man, it, it just felt like a, a brick wall today, you know. Um, and, and maybe sometimes you, you feel greater times than others. But what Jesus is saying is this. He says it takes every bit of who you are. He's like, you can't check your brain at the door. And any church that wants you to check your brain at the door, I told him earlier, I said, you need to find a new church, right? That we are to love God with every bit of our soul and every bit of, of our heart. But we are also to love God with our intellect. That we are to love God with uh, the, the power of reason, and so we're not to check out on that. And so that's not what we ask you to do is when you come in here, we don't ask you to check your brain at the door. We want you to bring your brain with you because God gave it to you. He expects you to use it, and he expects you to worship him with it. And so that's part of it. That's why we're here this morning. And so we, we see this in, in Matthew that Jesus basically says, hey, you've got to love God with your heart. You've got to love God with your soul. You've got to love God with your mind. It's unreasonable to believe anything without good reasons. And see, I don't, I don't think that we're here today because we don't have a reason. I think we do have a reason to be here. I think that when you believe something, uh, that there needs to be a reason to believe it, right? I told him earlier, I said, listen, I said, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a skeptic about a lot of things. I think the Internet has broken me. Anybody? You just have a hard time believing anything because the Internet has, is full of stuff that's unbelievable, and people try to get you to believe it. I mean, with, with the advent of Photoshop and, uh, you know, you've got all this stuff, and it's just like I, somebody will show me something. You believe that? I'm like, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I said, I've got to research it. I need to see it for myself. I, I need to go read the backstory, and then I need to read the backstory of the backstory, and then the backstory of the backstory of the backstory. I want to know if this is true, what I'm looking at or what I've read. And so some of us, we're, not all of us are, are quite uh, like that. Some of us, we're, we'll, we'll read something, and we'll shoot that email off and say, look what I found. This has got to be true, right? It was on the Internet. Come on, somebody. So it's unreasonable to believe anything without good reason. And, and I think we have good reason. See, the Christian faith isn't based in blind faith. There are reasons to believe what we say we believe. There are reasons for the things that we uh, say that we understand. And, and, and so this morning, I want us to kind of look through that. And I want us to go to John. John chapter 20 is really kind of where we're headed. And we're going to camp out here this morning. And what I've been doing, we've not been in a series this summer. Um, really, we have, I have been going through just different stories of um, just the life of Jesus and, and the interactions of Jesus with his disciples and different people that we find in the Gospels. Um, we have been watching a, a show called 
Uh, it's it's uh, basically it's uh, called the Chosen. Anybody you've been watching the Chosen, um, and it, it's great. And I, I highly recommend it. You download the app. You can watch. Uh, there's two seasons of it. I think they're getting ready to come out with a third season. Uh, and it's all just basically the Gospels. Uh, it is it is uh, the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, the stories in the Gospel of John. And so I've been going through these, and it's interesting that that you see these interactions, and it really kind of helps color in some of the lines and 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 this morning the the story that we're going to look at uh is one that kind of resonates with me because in john chapter 20 we come across a guy by the name of thomas now we call him in church when i growing up we always called him more than just thomas we called him anybody know doubting thomas right how would you like to have that as one of your nicknames well here comes thomas not just thomas here's doubting thomas right I mean that would be that would be one of those things that he got he got labeled with and it, it's it's you know I'm like well he's a guy that wants to see the evidence right and I'm the guy that wants to see the evidence I want to see the evidence before I believe I want to see some evidence of something before I jump headlong into it and see I don't think Thomas was a bad guy and I don't think this story that we're going to read is uh, is a story that is trying to trash Thomas or, or do him a disservice in any way, I think what we see is Jesus confronting that question that we all have and says, what do I do with this question of faith? So let's go to John chapter 20. John chapter 20, beginning in verse 24. And it says, and now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, or maybe in your Bible it says Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see his hands and the marks of the nails, uh, see in his hands the marks of the nails and place my finger in the marks of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. See, what you got to get here is that this is after Jesus' crucifixion. This is after Jesus' resurrection. This is after Mary has had her experience with the resurrected Lord. This is after Peter has had his experience with the resurrected Lord. And so all of them have had this experience that Jesus has shown himself, and Thomas wasn't there. Thomas hasn't had this experience with the resurrected Lord yet. And uh, and Thomas is having a difficult time with this. He says, I, 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 guys, I want to believe. And, and maybe you remember the story of the guy who came to Jesus to heal his child. And, and, and he says, I want to believe. Help my unbelief. You know, that's, that's been me a lot of times. I, I resonate with that guy so much because that has been my prayer. God, I want to believe. I want to believe. Help my unbelief. And, and so we see here that that. Thomas is really, he's struggling a little bit. He's like, I'll, I won't believe and, until I have this experience, until I have the evidence before me. Verse 26, it says, eight days later, the disciples were again, were inside again, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. I think I would need uh, probably a respirator or something if the doors were locked and Jesus just appeared in front of me and said, hey, peace be with you. I'd be like, you got to give me a heart attack, Jesus. I mean, you're going to have to heal me, right? So he, peace be with you. Verse 27, and then he said to Thomas, I love this. He just goes ahead and engages Thomas. Put your finger here. See my hands and put your hand and place it inside. 
do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. See, I think what's going on here with Thomas is this. See, you don't see Jesus coming to scold Thomas. This is not one of those confrontations like, see, everybody else believe. Why couldn't you get it together, Thomas? See, from there on, you're just going to be known as Doubting Thomas. Good job, Thomas. That's not what he came to do. Actually, he understood that Thomas had questions. He understood that Thomas had questions. And what does Jesus do? Jesus comes and addresses the questions. And how does he address the questions? He addresses the questions with evidence. And he comes lovingly and he says, hey, you need to touch my hand. There it is. Touch my hand. Thomas, you need, you need to touch my side. Here it is. Thomas touched my side. Jesus didn't come wagging his finger and coming to scold Thomas. What he did, he was coming to invite Thomas to again to believe. See, this is not Thomas's first experience with Jesus seeing things that may be unbelievable. You got to think about this, that Thomas had walked with Jesus uh, prior to this, and he saw Jesus turn water into wine. That you think about uh, he was there when the official uh, had his son healed at Capernaum. That, that Thomas was there when the man who was lame was healed at the pool of Bethesda. Thomas was there. He saw this, uh, the feeding of the 5,000, when Jesus came walking on the water. And so what you see with Thomas is this, is he's got evidence before him already. But Thomas still has this question. It's like, man, this one's just unbelievable. How can Jesus be alive? How can Jesus be walking around when I saw him crucified? I saw him killed. And they put him in a tomb and it rolled a stone over. I just, it, I can't believe that. And see, Jesus doesn't come to us, and if we have questions, to scold us because we have questions. See, God is big enough to, to handle our questions. Amen? Somebody in here needs to hear that. God is big enough to handle your questions. He, he's not here to scold you because you have questions. And this is it. We all have questions. What do we do with those questions? See, ignoring questions is not faith. That's fear. Ignoring evidence is not faith. That's foolishness. When you ignore the questions and say, well, you know, I, I, I just, I'm just going to ignore the questions. No, that's, that's not what God wants to do. He's not trying to get around the questions. He's not trying to get around uh, answering the hard things. No, actually, Jesus steps right to it and says, Thomas here touch me if you need to touch my hand touch my hand i'm here to present the evidence to you and now that you see the evidence don't be foolish don't be foolish see because i think what he was doing thomas is a lot like me thomas is stubborn or maybe i'm a lot like thomas i'm stubborn in a lot of ways any stubborn people in here see some of y'all won't even raise your hand you're stubborn you're so stubborn i won't even raise your hand i ain't gonna do it he told me to raise my hand i ain't gonna raise my hand you know I'm like that. I mean, people tell me, hey, you need to watch this movie. I ain't watching that movie. The only reason I'm not watching the movie because you told me to watch that movie. I'm going to be stubborn about it. Read this book, Ryan. I'm going to read that book. You told me to read that book. You know, and I'm, sorry, I'm not trying to be offensive. I, I'm not trying to be hard with you. It's just I'm broken in that way. And so I am stubborn like Thomas. But I think what Jesus is doing is he's addressing the stubbornness in Thomas that says, Thomas, you've already got evidence. Thomas, you've already got evidence. Thomas, I love you. Stop being stubborn. 
Thomas, I love you. Stop being stuttered. And there have been times I think I hear Jesus saying, Ryan, I love you. Stop being stubborn. And maybe for you, that's, that's you today too, that, that, that Jesus is coming. He's not coming to scold you. He's just coming to say, hey, I love you. Stop being stubborn. Because he invites us into this story. See, we have evidence. We have a group of people, the story of a group of people who God called to be his own. And this group of people, God has walked with them. So we have their story as evidence. Actually, it's their history. The history of the Jews, the history of the nation of Israel is part of the evidence that we have. When we go outside, we can look around and see there is evidence there that the heavens declare the glory of God, that we understand that when we look through a telescope and we see the planets and we see the stars, that every bit of that is screaming out that there's evidence there for God. That when we look around us and we see these little babies that we hold and we dedicate and we understand this is such a miracle of life. It's evidence for us. See, we have the resurrection. And, and what we have is we have people who begin to tell their story. And that's where we have the gospels. It's people who sat down to tell the story of the eyewitness accounts. And they see things and their experience with things and their eyewitness and says, you know what, I'm telling you what I've seen. I'm telling you what I've heard. I'm telling you what I've experienced. I'm telling you of who I touched and how my life was changed by it. Not just changed by it. Think about this. That those disciples, those same disciples that were with Jesus, when he was crucified, they fled and they ran. They ran away. They were scared. They were scared that the Roman government was going to come and put them on a cross too and take their life, and so they ran away, probably like some of us would do too. But you see, what we find is this, is that they ran away in the story. We tell that story. They didn't leave that out. They didn't leave that out in Scripture. That's an embarrassing part of it, you know. That's an embarrassing part that all your disciples fled. Why would they put that in there? I'm glad they put that in there because what it does is it just helps put a stamp and a, an exclamation mark on what happens after that. When they begin to encounter the resurrected Jesus, that the same guys a few days later were willing to run away, that these same guys were saying, hey, I've had this experience. I have touched Jesus. I have talked with Jesus. I have walked with Jesus. He is alive. He has conquered death. So you know what? You can take me to the cross. You can take my life, but I I will not recount. I will not back up. I will not go back because Jesus is alive. They had their life changed. These eyewitness accounts, there is evidence. So maybe we don't have the exact same evidence as Thomas where we can touch the hand of Jesus. But we do have evidence. We do have evidence. And so there is evidence. So ignoring questions is not faith. It's fear. Ignoring the evidence is not faith. That's just foolishness. See, faith is not the competitor of reason. Faith is the consequence of reason. When I begin to think about these things and I begin to put them into their categories and we begin to, make, maybe in your mind, you start making these matrices and, and you start lining up all the evidence and all the information that you have. See, that you have to do something with that. Either you have to say, well, I'm, I'm not going to believe the evidence. I'm not going to believe what I see. But for me, 
what I see, it results in faith. I don't, it doesn't push me to faith. I see it, and now it results in faith from what I see. The accounts, the story. When I walk outside, when I experience God and the fingerprint of God throughout life, my faith is built up. And so for us today, it's this question. So are we here just because of blind faith? Or are we just taking a leap of faith when we come here to worship and, and read Scripture and sing these songs? Is it just a leap of faith? See, there are no leaps of faith. There are only steps in faith. Greg Kokel, and he is a, um, this guy has a website called Stand to Reason. I encourage you to go check it out, standtoreason.org. This is what Greg Kokel said. He said, I suggest you completely ban the phrase leap of faith from your vocabulary. Biblical faith is based on knowledge and not wishing or blind leaps. Knowledge builds confidence, and confidence leads to trust. The kind of faith God is interested in is not wishing. It's trust based on knowing. Sure confidence grounded in evidence. That's the kind of faith that God invites you and I into. That is exactly why Jesus stepped to Thomas and said, Thomas, I don't want you to just take this on blind faith. You need my hand. There it is right there. Touch my hand. Put your hand in my side. He is not scared of our questions. He is not put off by our questions, and he's not coming to scold you because you have questions. But what he is bringing is evidence. And so you have to do something with that. And this morning, maybe you've come in and you just say, you know, I don't know, Pastor. It sounds, sounds great, sounds good, but it's difficult for me to believe. I'll ask somebody to come play. Maybe this morning, today is, is that, that moment where we're just saying, I, 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 know, I know you've talked about all this stuff, and I've heard it before. I've heard people tell me about it. You've got to make a decision on the evidence that you've been given. Because you can take all that and push it aside. And I think sometimes it takes more belief to believe there's nothing than to take the evidence that we have and say, yes, there is a God. And almost that's your blind leap of faith right there saying there's nothing. So this morning with heads bowed. Maybe this morning you've come in and you just say, God, I know you've been dealing with my heart I've been sensing something that's been happening and you're here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus see what he does is this he's not here to beat you up he's not here to scold you the invitation right now to every one of us is to come that's exactly what he told Thomas. He said, Thomas, you want to come close? I'm inviting you to come close. Thomas, you want some evidence? Oh, I'll give you some evidence. So you have to make a decision on the evidence that you've been given. So this morning, maybe you're here and you don't have a relationship, or maybe that relationship has gotten strained and it's, there's distance between you and God, and it seems like you've, you've walked away. You know what? He's willing to come track you down. And when you feel like you can't get to him, he's willing to come to where you're at right now. He's willing to break through the locked doors of your life and to show up and sit here. I invite you to experience me.
hands with heads bowed this morning. Who is that this morning you would just lift your hand up so I just want to experience Jesus. Thank you. Anybody else, you would just slip their hand up and you just say this morning, this morning, I, I, I want to experience Jesus. bring us here to, to scold us and to tell us how bad we are. You already know. What you're here to do is take every bit of the badness that we are and bring us to yourself and redeem us. Lord, the things that have kept us away, the, the maybe it's the, the arguments in our mind and the questions in our mind that have kept us away, Lord, you're cutting through all that meeting someone right now where they're at and you're drawing them close and you're not angry with them, you're not upset with them you love them so much and so right now I'm praying Father that you just pour out and Lord we pray Father that we're people that we need you I can't save myself I can't be good enough and so I need you Lord I need you to be my redeemer I need you to be that that rescues me not just from the questions, but Lord, rescues me from my own stubbornness at times. Lord, be our rescuer this morning. We need that. Rescue us from the things that we do to ourselves. So this morning, we invite you in. We accept that invitation. We ask you, Lord, to change us. Change us this morning. Change us. Can we sing this song together? Can y'all stand with me? Let's sing this song together.
saying, God, Satan's been beating me up in my faith that I can't get over this, and this is not going to work out. And so this morning, that's you. I just want you to step out. We want to pray with you. If you've had these things, maybe you've just, you've just carried around. It's like, man, I, I just need God to work in this, but God, I don't know. Is it going to happen? Is this going to be? See, we're not people that have any kind of special powers. All we believe is what God's Word says. We believe if God said it, it will come to pass. So we want to believe that for you. We want to believe God's word. We want to pray God's word over you. This is not magic that we're doing. This, we ain't got any powers. All we are are people just like you that just want to believe God's word is for you. So if you've got a need, I want you to go ahead and step out. They're going to sing this again. I want you to come meet us down here, whatever that need is. something. 